Hello and welcome back to the Mortgage and Protection Podcast and we've got Daniel from One Protection here again but this time to talk us through mortgage protection. Daniel, thanks for joining us. How are you? Hi Tessa. Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. I'm really good. Good, good. So our first How are video. You? <laughs> really good, thank you. Our first video meet. I can finally see you. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Normally we did it over of a podcast that's no video, yeah. so we've got to keep up with the times and we've got to <laughs> jump into doing it under video. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm all ready for the camera. You're ready and raring to go. Okay, well, um, I'm hoping you might have us covered. See what I did there? A little bit bad joke there, but I hope you've got us covered with some answers uh, to some of the frequently Googled questions I've got here on the topic. Uh, it's a popular subject, isn't it? Um, so, and, and It is. I suppose we should start off by asking you really, uh, why is mortgage protection so important? Most customers, when they, they're so eager to get the mortgage done, find their property, buy it, that the protection kind of is, is an afterthought. And they, uh, But it's so important and so vital because the timing is everything. If you don't look at the, the right type of insurance or get the right type of advice at that moment, uh, life gets in the way. You become immersed in busy with work and holidays and social time and everything else. And it's the last thing that you want to do uh, six months later or a year later when life comes in. So I, I just urge absolutely everybody out there that when you go through a life-changing uh, event, changing house, having a baby, going through everything, just make sure that your insurance uh, is is covered and you looked at the, the personal things like life insurance, illness cover, income protection, and making sure that all those things are advised and, and you feel happy and confident that you've got the right cover in place. So yeah, it's, it's really, really important. I hope that comes across in the timing. Yeah, no, some really good advice there. And we'll go on to talk about, you know, income protection, critical illness in this episode. Um, and I think, yeah, I think maybe we take that mentality sometimes, don't we? That, oh, we'll leave it till later, especially if we're young and we think, oh, nothing's going to sort of happen to us. And then we've we've left it too late. But um, yeah, it, it is so important, isn't it? Um, okay, then moving on. So, I mean, what about mortgages then that have been completed without protection? You know, what would happen if somebody didn't take the protection and the unthinkable happens? What happens then? Yeah, so typically we, we recommend that the mortgage to be covered because normally that's a vulnerable time where you've borrowed a lot of money. So, But we, we also offer advice, even if you don't have the mortgage and you want to look at cover for children and things, that's in, you know, things that are important like your income, uh, they're all super important things. But we, we do call it mortgage protection because that is a, a vulnerable time that you've borrowed all this money and your family is probably going to feel the impact if something happened to you. So what we're talking about are things going wrong. So that could be the worst events of, of things like death and terminal illness. Uh, that's really important to consider. And normally that's the cheapest type of cover out there because the, the, the likelihood of something like that happening to a young person or anybody that's taken a mortgage is very slim. So customers are just like, oh, well, it's very cheap and, and, and we want to be covered for that. So yeah, we'll take it. Um, but the depths and complexities of all the other types of cover, for example, the different levels of critical illness out there, the different levels of income protection, and when does it start to pay? What does it do? Uh, and everything else, you know, even mortgage uh, protection can be quite complex. So you've just got to be sure that you're getting the right type, the right type of policy and the right type of everything. And because we're an advised service, that is very different to make sure the mortgage you've got. Uh, the shortfalls that you need and what you need, it's better to speak to an expert of understanding that rather than playing chance, going online, uh, getting a life insurance plan that might not have the right term, might not have the right amount. I mean, it does sound really simple that your mortgage is this and therefore you should take that amount of cover 
and is over the mortgage term of 25 years. So I'm adequately covered and that's fine. But the value you get from speaking to, to somebody like me or somebody like my team to understand what types of policies are out there and how much do you need and what's right for you and what are the what are the consequences of not being rightly covered. And that is massive out there. Um, and the worst thing in the world, we all know somebody that's had a horrible illness. We all know somebody that's had a, a you know, a really traumatic experience due to somebody's passing or being being ill or off work for a, a prolonged, you know, a very long period of time for longer than 12 months. And what kind of an impact financially that would have on the family and for you. So making sure that that's covered is, is you know, in my opinion, so important and vital within that time frame and that process of advice. Yeah, no, again, a really good explanation, really good advice. Um, And yeah, I think it's it's a difficult one to talk about as well, I think sometimes, isn't it? Um, But we're going to move on to talk about, you know, some of the different policies and and, and covers that you can get. So this seems a silly question now you've explained why protection is so important or why mortgage protection is so important. But uh, why do we need life insurance then? So life insurance isn't to protect you, the, the customer. So when the customer comes in and they don't have any dependents, they don't have anybody that's financially connected to them. So they don't have a, a partner that they, they, you know, they're dependent on or they, they're both equally bought this house together. Uh, but if you were single and you had no partners and no, no dependents, you can argue, well, you don't really need life insurance because you're not leaving anybody behind with the consequence of you not being there. Um, you know, leaving a debt-free estate to your brother, your sister, your cousin, that's important for some people and, and having that in your family that you've bought this big house and you want them to inherit that house, that's what I would consider. But uh, most people, when they do buy a big house, it is because they're married or they've got a partner or they've got children. So therefore, the consequence financially of something happening, you've just bought this big house. So life insurance uh, is for your loved ones, is for the people you, you, you're leaving behind as, as sad as sad as that is. That's what it's there for. It's not for the person themselves, unfortunately. Uh, the, it means that they're not going to be there. So it's just the impact of them not being there. So that's what the life insurance is for. But yeah, we have many conversations about how much they need, what would be the ideal. Of course, we always recommend the debt to be covered, but that's the customer's choice. Um, and, and years ago, when I first started in this industry, a lot of advisors, you know, they claimed that the lender enforced them to do that, or it's a, it's, it's a prerequisite of the lender to get the life insurance. Those times have changed now. Um, there is no obligation to take life insurance. It's purely to, to protect the customer, the fin- financial element, you know, financially. So definitely take the advice to take it, but it's your choice whether you take it or not. And if you don't do it, then albeit you're, you're taking on the consequence of not having any life insurance. So please consider that and it is important. Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it really does. And I think, I mean, we insure our phones, don't we? Our cars, even our washing machines, our pets. Um, but then we miss kind of insuring our family, our, our loved ones. So when you put it into perspective and, and with what you've just said, it makes complete sense, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah it's... The gravity it's of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, then. So uh, yeah. move... Oh, go on then. Sorry. I was just going to say the magnitude of it is is massive, isn't it? So and I think we we just do that on automation. We just yeah. kind of think, yeah, well, my my phone is really important to me uh, and I cover that. And then my, 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 I love my dog and my cat, so I'm going to do <laughs> yeah. that per month and I'm going to think of what the consequence of that happening and um, and all the different things that you talk about. But we, we kind of neglect ourselves and we neglect the loved ones of the impact of it. Now, there's so many good stories that we can share of 
what that did for a family that they, they took the right advice and they had the right type of policies and that is truly life-changing in that you 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 dream you're going to live a long very happy fulfilled life um with family partners and everything else and you you all you, you never really think about what what could happen and what that life would be like if something happened but if you if you've taken the right precautions you've had the right advice that is going to mean the world to to me it's going to mean the world to them that they did take the advice they did take the policy and their life is going to be very different only for a very momentary at time that just go thank thankfully we took that advice and we did it but you know there are so many people out there and we're talking millions of people out there that just hasn't had that depth of advice or looking at it and just taken i want to say the responsibility to do that but you know it's very difficult to speak to people that don't see that and understand it so we try and open open those conversations and talk to them about the what ifs um, but it's all down to what they can afford as well and what the reality, uh, the risk versus the reality of what, what they can afford to, to what the reality is if they don't take cover. And um, some people take that risk. They're extremely wealthy and they're not really, they're like, oh, well, if it happens, my family have got adequate cover in other assets and other savings and other areas. But the majority of people don't because they've taken on such a big investment of buying a house or doing everything else. So it's just considering their own circumstances and their own personal um, situation. Yeah, it's very individual, isn't it? And I think, like you say, I think cost budget is a big one. And we will go on to talk about that again, uh, which probably puts people off or they think, oh, I I can't afford this. But um, I suppose, you know, anything's better than nothing, isn't it? Um, In terms of, you know, protecting yourself and your loved ones, like like we've said. It is. And that brings us on to the that brings us on to the next subject of of critical illness. So yes which we're moving moving on to that. Yeah, so people are asking, do I need critical illness? But I think it's probably better to start with asking you, what is this and how does it actually differ from life insurance? So life insurance is very, well, it's quite simple to understand and the the payout, it's quite easy to recognise when somebody's passed away. So life insurance, by definition, means that if you pass away and you die, therefore the life insurance is going to pay out. It does have a clause in most life insurances that when you become terminally ill, that means you are going to pass away. The life insurance provider will give you the money um, typically 12 months before that event. So therefore, you can have the money from the life insurance upfront to you know, do as you please and, and do whatever you need to do. Uh, whereas the critical illness, in my experience, is just as damaging. And that's why critical illness has been designed. So critical illness is a lot of a newer policy. So life insurance has been around for hundreds of years. And critical illness is re- relatively a new developing policy that pays out for horrible uh, illnesses, not quite terminal. So you can have a serious illness. Uh, when we say critical, we're thinking we're talking things like cancer, heart attack, stroke, um, total permanent disability, blindness, deafness, and, and then the list goes on um, you know, of what's covered. But that's why different providers cover different severities different levels of it so understanding the advice of what is covered and recognizing that there are a lot of different providers out there that have different things that's that's the importance of it but is it important definitely certainly it's important um but a lot of people either have that option once they've been provided with a price they turn around and say well it's too expensive i'm not going to cover that the reason it's it's expensive is the likelihood of it happening so the likelihood of somebody passing away in death is so much smaller. 
So therefore the premiums are a lot cheaper. So people are going to take that. Whereas critical illness to cover a huge amount like a £300,000 mortgage or £200,000 mortgage is a lot higher and therefore it's going to be more expensive. So you have to consider that because the likelihood of somebody having cancer, I think the cancer research now is one in two people will have cancer. Um, that's staggering yeah. statistics of, of what's going to be out there. So when you start thinking of things like that, of going, well, actually, maybe I should look at some cover. And the 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 big worry for me is that too many advisors out there don't really um, talk the, the detail about it. They literally just throw in the quote in front of them, talk to them about the reality of covering the full mortgage. But if if I was my customers, I say, look, if the if the premium of what it is based on your age, your health, the amount of cover that you need over the term you've taken, if that's wrong, and that I'm sorry, if that's too expensive for you, then please don't just take an all or nothing approach then reduce the level of cover. Just make sure it's covered over the right type to time of the, the mortgage. But, you know, having no cover at all, if you were diagnosed or something went wrong or a, a horrible critical illness did it, you know, happen in, your, in the time of your mortgage, then you would think, I wish I had that type of cover. So reducing it down to a cost that you feel affordable for that type of cover, and we're purely talking about critical illness here, we would look and say, right, well, what would be a life-changing amount of money or what would just see you through that horrible time of having no money? And believe me, the stats, Tessa, of people having no savings and no benefit from it from work and not having any type of cover, if you you know, did have a stroke or did have cancer and you were going through that treatment plan of chemotherapy, being off work for a year, not having to worry about financials and not having to worry about the family and the commitments and the children and and all the bills that you've got going out, critical illness by itself, even if you just had a £20,000 plan, that's going to mean the world of difference in that moment. So rather than nothing and just think about, you know, just ask your advisor, is there is there a middle ground? Can I take it lower? Can I have that? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, by, by all means. The consequence is not that you can't cover the mortgage in full, but you've got something rather than nothing. And that's the bit that, that is, is important to me. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like an extra safety blanket, isn't it? Um, and yeah, you, you don't uh-huh. really want to be dealing with all of that if you're really critically ill, do you? Okay, then. No. So moving on then, because um, we've got quite a few more questions on this. So uh, yeah. what is what is income protection then? So income protection is a monthly replacement um, plan. So it does cover critical illnesses, as we were just talking, but instead of it providing a lump sum um, of a, a predetermined amount of what you need and want, it also it replaces a monthly income. So it's a really great policy that would cover any illness. If, if you're healthy enough and you can have it, um, th- that you've got no pre-existing conditions like a, a bad back or a bad knee or you know uh, problems that, that would mean you being off work, get an income protection plan as early as you possibly can uh, because it's going gonna, it, gonna to replace your income if you're unable to work. So the reasons you can't work are due to accident, sickness, illness, injury. Um, so the policy's there for when you, you know, you don't get sick pay. Uh, so people that are self-employed is is a key, you know, key fundamental. You've got bills to pay, mortgage, gas, electric, water, food. So income protection is perfect for that type of, you know, that type of customer that's got no uh, benefits with work or anything like that. But income protection is a replacement. Uh, every single month you would get a predetermined set amount that you need. And that's what the advisor works with you on. What's the maximums you can have? How much do you need per month to survive? And therefore we would work it. And there are two different types of income protection plans that we talk about. Uh, typically, 
There is a, a full term plan which cover you right up to retirement, which is a good thing to look at because uh, if you can't return to work for any reason, you've got an income that's going to provide all the way through to retirement, which is the ideal. Um, and then the, you, you, you can have a short term plan as well. So if the premium is too high and too, too much to take a retirement plan for income protection, you can actually take a short term plan, which the industry has listened and said, the premiums are just too high. We can't we can't sustain that all the way through. They're, they're too much on a monthly basis. We can't afford that. So the insurance companies have listened and said, do you know what? Why don't we find a short-term income protection plan that would pay out for uh, different providers have got for one year, two years, five year. So a, a two-year income support is perfect because most people actually return to work within two years. So they're off for a year and then go back to work. But not having an income to pay the mortgage, to pay for all the bills and everything like that can really damage damage everything. Your lifestyle, your your credit is impaired because you've missed the mortgage, and and that kind of uh, that that kind of safety net, like you said, is really really important. And it costs so little for those types of plans as well. It's designed for the type of job that you've got. So whether you're a uh, an office based worker cheapest brand because it because the likelihood of you being able to do the job is is you know you should be able to do the job being an office worker uh, from you know different categories of if you're a builder and and there's a lot more risk in that type of job uh, of getting an income protection plan so that so it's certainly your job is is uh is in, i suppose questioned of what kind of risk is there and associated with that job but again your advisor will talk to you about the type of cover you need, the amount that you need, and the premium, and which type of policies is right for you. Um, which goes back to my argument, which did previously, of when you go online and you try and find the right type of one and the right type of cover, it's a minefield. It's so difficult. So just making sure that you're with the right trusted advisor to make sure that those things are covered for you is really, really important. Yeah, it is definitely a minefield, uh, isn't it, out there? But you're doing a really good job of explaining, you know, some of the policies we've got here. So um, let's continue. Uh, so what is family yeah, income benefit then? Family income benefit. So this is a type of uh, life insurance or critical illness uh, that you can have, but on a monthly basis. So family income benefit typically is paid instead of a lump sum, which is associated with the mortgage, you can get life insurance, including critical illness as well, but on a monthly basis. And the main <clears throat> the main difference between the lump sum and um, and this one is that the family income benefit is paid monthly, so therefore it's much more cost effective. So we advise family income benefit to protect the family, not the you know not the mortgage. That's a separate plan and it's designed a different way. So family income benefit would replace monthly income if. Uh, you know, the, the person, the customer was to pass away or become critically ill. So instead of it paying the mortgage off, which the mortgage would be covered, it would replace a monthly income for the benefit of the, the you know, the person that's left behind. So that might be the children, it might be childcare, it might be um, schooling, it might be um, club money, you know, just living costs for the family that if that one person has provided for them for or going to provide for them for the next 18 years while your children are dependent, a family income benefit would replace that. So again, when you get advice on the mortgage need of what, what the mortgage is, also what the children and family need in the event of do they need any additional policies to support them. Uh, so it is a bit of extra. It's a bit of extra life insurance, really. So that's what family income benefit is. Okay, brilliant. Well explained again as well. And all those significant things that, you know, you forget that you do 
you need, don't you? So that's a, a really helpful uh, cover there. So um, this is an interesting question and you've kind of talked about all, all of the different policies. So can you combine them? Can you combine policies? Can you have critical illness and family income benefit um, and all of that? How does that work? You can combine life and, and critical illness with the providers. So they will work out the price of both. Um, so combining them as a policy, you can for life and critical illness. Uh, but it's more commonly known as a menu plan. So you can have a plan with the provider and they will allow you to have a little bit of life insurance, a little bit of critical illness and a little bit of income protection all under one roof. And so they would calculate the premiums and the plan, the, the policies all in one plan. So yes, you can certainly have them all together, but it wouldn't be all one policy. Uh, it's just under one plan that you've got different things. So you can blend some of the covers together, but not all of them. Right. Okay. Which which makes complete complete sense. Um. But for anybody that was unsure about that, that's that's really helpful. Um. So what about planning for inheritance tax then? So we we would definitely recommend that if you're at the levels of planning for inheritance tax, and we're talking a, a big amount of wealth, and you're getting really high there of going, look, my assets and my savings are getting so high that I need to really talk to somebody an expert about inheritance tax and everything else. It's certainly not a job for a mortgage advisor or a protection, a typical protection advisor, because you have to now be adequately qualified to talk about inheritance tax and you would want the right type of expert for it. So we work with a certain number of referral partners that we would put you in touch with. So if a customer had that level of wealth and they needed to, to have inheritance tax planning, we would refer them on to it. But having a general knowledge of it before you make that, before you have the advice is very, very important. So if certain people and anybody that has an asset, as assets of that level, you would certainly expect them to have a relationship either with uh, an independent uh, financial advisor to talk about inheritance, uh, planning, future planning, wealth planning, investments, pensions, and things like that. So, you know, we can refer them if the customer needs that type of advice. We don't offer it because we specialize in being a mortgage broker and, in, and a protection broker, but certainly inheritance tax is, is on customers' thoughts of going, do I need to pay all this level of tax because my assets have grown and, and I've got all this wealth and I need to speak to somebody about it. But like I said, if you're dealing with that level of wealth, you certainly should expect somebody to review your assets and planning annually. You need to, to get that in there and that's, that's good that the regulation has changed on that as well. So the mortgage market review went through from the FCA and that changed all the regulation of how you review mortgages and what you talk to customers and the advice you can get, but also the retail distribution review. So all financial advisors, all the regulation changed for them and the, 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 you know what's required, what you have to do to, to give somebody pensions, investments and, and um, inheritance planning and things like that. All that type of regulation change for the industry as well, which is fantastic for the, for the industry and good for the customers. And that's what everybody wanted. So it's really good. Okay, fantastic. And um, at least you can kind of help with the advice there as well and, and kind of who people need to go to. Um, so this is the question, Daniel, how much should I budget? Now, I'm sure it's kind of a case of how long is a piece of string and everybody's case is so individual, isn't it? But can you give us an idea? Yeah. It is funny when customers come to me, well, how much do I need to put aside for this and that and the other? And it is so different because every customer is a different age. Every customer has got a different mortgage amount. Every customer has got different circumstances and children. And it sounds cliche that every customer's situation and health and uh, circumstances are so different. 
But typically, if I was to give you an answer, it would be based on if the customer's in their 20s, 30s, 40s, even 50s of types of cover that they can have. So setting a budget in your 20s, when you've you've literally spent all your money on the mortgage and you've got no money left, that's probably when you're going to need insurance the most because you're the most vulnerable, because you've borrowed the most amount of money. You've got young children. Um, the worst can happen and do everything. And then as you get older, your your wealth and your money compounds and you get more and you get, you, you're you obviously better in life and you've got a lot more to, uh, I suppose, not to lose, but you, you don't have the borrowing as high and everything else. So um, maybe, well, again, it depends on the size of the mortgage, but typically we might say, suggest for a couple, it depends if it's an individual policy or a couple, um, but our our average case for a first time buyer might be two hundred thousand as a mortgage, and if they're in their in their twenties, a total plan for them might be under fifty pounds. Um, and it's all really relative. So if I can dodge that, I don't think I can dodge it. But it is very unique and specially so. Uh, it is very relative to the type of what the customer circumstances are, so the size of the mortgage, whether they do have children and dependents. What's their income um, made up of? Whether they get sick pay, whether they don't. But as a as a golden rule, the younger you are, the more the the, the lower the premiums are going to be because we're talking about risk here. We're talking about somebody being seriously ill, passing away, or being off work. So the younger you are, the fitter you are, the healthier you are. So therefore, the premiums are going to be lower. Um, but your income is going to be lower because you haven't quite moved up the career progression or earning enough money to pay for the premium. So it's just always a judgment that we very regularly review and customers ideally should be reviewing that on an annual basis. Every year, just checking, is that there? Can I have half an hour with my, my broker to make sure that those things are covered and done? And we certainly try to do that with our customers uh, that it's done every year as okay. an annual review. That's really interesting. So you should really monitor it uh, annually every year uh, to know that you kind of, you've got the right policy still and, and everything's in place. Well, Daniel, thank you so much um, for talking to us through mortgage protection. You've been really thorough, um, really honest, um, and you've given some great in-depth detail. But, it, you know, if anybody has got any other questions on anything we've discussed on the episode, um, I'm guessing it's just a case of navigating to your contact page on the website, on the One Protection website, and getting in touch with you or another member of the team. Is that right? Yes, please. We're on most um, social channels. So look for us on Facebook. Give us a like. Uh, whether they're changing and you're following us, please follow us. Uh, if you do have any questions at all, uh, you can ping a, a contact form into us to ask the questions and we'll call you back straight away. You can call the office. The contact information is on the website. Just visit 1mp.co.uk. Uh, so that's 1mp.co.uk. Um, and then we'd be happy to help with any type of insurance questions or needs or reviews of what the, the, the customer might have. Fantastic. There we go. Well, thank you for your time once again. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks, Tessa. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.